Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Jason, I'm doing great. I hope you are. You know, it's it's kind of thing where <clears throat> I had, uh, had a week off. I had a vacation and... The fact is that it's really hard on you coming back from vacation. You know, it's 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 hard getting ready for vacation, and and quite frankly, the first few days uh, I was at the beach, uh, it, it it seemed like I was still at work in terms of things that didn't get quite finished, and I had to finish it at the beach or make phone calls and things like that, and that's not the best way to have a vacation you know the best way to have a vacation is turn cell phone off not let anybody contact you you know have your books in hand uh and enjoy but um but you know no matter how you do it uh it's always nice to get uh, to get a break and i did um although i if i you know trying to get up uh on monday morning after being off for a week was uh, like being run over by a mac truck uh, but you know life is good today and of course the thing about it is is football season is here again yay uh except for what it does to my show you know because the, the folks if you're listening today you're either listening uh, on a Sunday afternoon, when when we would normally have it rebroadcast uh, from our Saturday morning at eleven o'clock, or maybe even Tuesday evening, because in other words they shifted our Saturday show to Tuesday, but we still have our Sunday afternoon time as well. Uh, so it's almost like if you're listening to us today, you're uh, I'm I'm just lucky you're there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you know, I, I have to admit that I'm, I'm a fan of football. I, I really do uh, enjoy it. But, you know, PTF is fortunate enough to have uh, UNC uh, sports uh, again, where I, sh- I should say ha- have them. You know, they used to, to have the NC State sports programming. Uh, but it, it unfortunately does affect our, our show uh, when, uh, when there's a football or basketball game scheduled at noon. So anyway, here we are doing the best we can. Um, and and um, as much as I, I dislike being moved around, uh, it's, it's just, you know, it's part of, part of the, the, the uh, uh, circumstance we have to deal with. And, and quite frankly, that's just the way life is. There are going to be times when things just don't go our way. <laughs> that is the way it goes sometimes. But hey, we're, we're happy to be with a, a primetime audience potentially here on a Tuesday. So thank you for those who've tuned us in. And if you haven't heard this show before, it's called Asset Protection Today. And that's a lot of what we're going to be discussing today, Bill, in particular, I know you wanted to start off talking to a, maybe not the biggest audience in the world, but our, our very well-to-do people. Well, I think it's important um, because for our extremely well-to-do families, and, and you know, uh, the fact is when you look around Raleigh, there are an awful lot of extremely well-to-do families. That doesn't put all of us in that group. But uh, what I mean by extremely well-to-do are those families 
that are approaching uh, or over uh, a net worth of $6 million. Uh, that's a lot, you know, and most of us are not there. But there are plenty of folks who are, and the folks who are really um, are, are in a situation where they may not be prepared for what's coming. Uh, and I, what the bottom line is, is that there, uh, for those families, there's a there's a grenade that's looming for their children. And I say that because. For the last few years, advisors have really and truly let their guard down, and uh, and I mean that in in a way. And the reason that advisors have let their guard down is because, for the last uh, number of years, the exemptions to have to pay estate tax, or gift tax, or generation skipping tax. Uh, it they basically uh, those exemptions uh, just skyrocketed. They doubled and they have just grown like crazy. Today, the exemption is twelve million sixty thousand dollars per person. That's a whole lot. <laughs> so. The, the point is, is that uh, you have to be pretty darn wealthy to be in that category, and that exemption is per person. So a married couple has over $24 million that they today can leave their children, uh, or potentially up to $24 million if they have good planning and they do everything right. Okay. Uh, now, here's the thing. The fact is, is that exemption is going away. Not completely, but in 2026. In other words, uh, the exemption goes away December 31, 2025. And on January 1, 2026, the exemption will drop to just over $6 million. Now, that's a whole lot. That's a whole lot more than most of us have. But. For those folks who are, you know, have an estate approaching six million dollars uh, or over six million, you you have, or I should say, your children have an estate tax problem. And the fact is, is that while the exemption has been extremely high, uh, Truthfully, most people's net worth has increased significantly over the past three or four years. And even though this year has been a down market in, uh, in the market, I mean, but the two years previously to that were fantastic years in the market. You know, most people who had investments in, in the stock market for the two years previous, gained 15% or so uh, in those for both of those years prior to this year. And of course, this year they've lost some of that money. But at the same time, real estate values over the last three years have, have really skyrocketed. So, uh, and they have not gone down much. They've leveled off a little bit in the last few months, but not much. And so what I'm getting at is, is that the net worths 
uh, of so many families have grown significantly over the, the past few years. And while the exemption is extremely high today, it's going to fall back down in 2026. And um, that's pretty scary. Now, here's the other thing. The, the tax levied on the children who inherit uh, this kind of money it is significant. I mean, uh, the, it, the, not only will the exemption come back down, but the tax rate will go back up from 40% to 55%. So what does that mean? It, it, it means that if you don't have the right kind of planning, and let's say that you're a state, uh, you die, you're single, and you have a $7 million estate, well, in essence, you got a million dollars over the exemption, so your children have to pay 55% on that $1 million over the exemption. Well, that's $550,000, and that has to be paid in cash uh, within nine months of debt. I mean, yeah, you can get an extension on filing the tax, but you don't get an extension on paying <laughs> the tax. And that requires cash, and not everybody who's wealthy has a lot of cash. You know, people own real estate, or they have businesses where all of their cash, all of their uh, liquidity is actually in their business. And so, the point is that uh, because we're gonna, ha we've had a lot of growth in net worth. And we we are will see this exemption falling significantly. Then people better start planning for it. You know, I, I was just talking to one of my high wealth fam families not long ago, and you know, the, the, this is one where there's a forty million dollar estate. So yeah, he he should be thinking about estate tax anyway, regardless of how much the exemption is. But all of his resources are in real estate. There's not that much cash. Well, what I was telling him, it's not all about documents. also about planning to be able to pay the tax because, yes, you do have some options for, for gifting and charitable planning and life insurance and things like that. But if you don't plan for it, your children can be just totally screwed because you don't want to be selling property at fire sale prices in order to pay a uh, tax that you can't get away from. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm an asset protection planner. I, I don't like to pay taxes, but, you know, sometimes you can't avoid the tax liability and it has to be paid. So it's a question of how will you pay it when you can't avoid it? You know, you, there are things you can do to reduce it. Sometimes you can eliminate it. But at the same time, is there are some families that are so well-to-do that they can't eliminate it. So they have to figure out, how are you going to pay it? Now, I, I, I do, I, I know that I've gone on and on, and I have to come back to this, so I'll mention a few ways that people need to start looking again at ways to avoid or to reduce this tax. It's all about planning and being able to 
make sure you know what is ahead in the future. And this is one that's uh, it's written in the legislation, so we know it's coming. If you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, you can go online to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com is Bill's website. As I said, you can schedule an appointment to speak with him there. You can also find information about Bill's free webinars. Bill does free webinars the second Wednesday of every month. The next set of webinars are happening on Wednesday, September 14th. And I say set of webinars because Bill does two webinars on that day. The morning session is dedicated to long-term care assistance. This deals with Medicaid and VA benefits, assistance for those middle-class families who are dealing with the heavy financial burden of long-term care. You can learn a whole lot of information from Bill. There's no cost associated with attending these webinars. It's completely free. All you have to do is register, Go online to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. Bill also has an afternoon seminar dedicated to asset protection and trust planning, similar to what we're talking about today. You can find plenty of information at WGALaw.com. Now, these are in the form of webinars currently, so you can enjoy them from the comfort of your own home. All you need is a device with internet access and an email address, and you're good to go. It's as easy as that. Just head on over to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page, WGALaw.com. Or if you want to call the office, the phone number is 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. If you want to schedule an appointment with Bill or if you want to register for the free webinars happening on Wednesday, September 14th. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. You can learn more about Bill by heading over to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's also where you can find information about Bill's free webinars if you want to learn more about long-term care assistance or asset protection and trust planning. Sign up for Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, September 14th, WGALaw.com. Dot com. Just click on the seminars button at the top of the page. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we've been talking about some uh, changes that are in the future uh, up ahead for our well-to-do families, those who make f- around or have a net worth around $6 million. Or, or basically, it's those folks who are even approaching $6 million because, I mean, let's put it this way. Let's say that you're in your early 70s. Well, the likelihood of you and your spouse having a life expectancy of another 15 years should be pretty good. I mean, the the percentages are with you. Well, let's say that you have a net worth of, say, $4.5 million dollars. Well, guess what? Over the next 15 years, the likelihood of $4.5 million being $9 million when the second spouse dies is actually very, very high. I mean, a fairly conservative number 
in terms of how our wealth appreciates is that uh, conservatively, it should double every 15 years. Um, now, for those folks who are fortunate and have good investments and things like that, it can grow faster than that. Uh, if you're unlucky, obviously, it can not grow that fast. But, but the fact is, is that that would put you into a, a your children into a taxable situation. Now, there's sort of a conflict in planning priorities. Uh, and the conflict is this. People want simple. S simple is good. Simple is, for a lot of folks, better. They don't like complications. Now, at the same time, people don't want to pay tax. <laughs> now, that's where there can be a problem because sometimes good tax planning means that it's you know, you have to do some things that aren't as simple. Now, what's the simplest plan is what I call a sweetheart plan, and that's I leave everything to my spouse. Now, you can keep a simple plan and have decent estate tax planning as long as you double your exemption. In other words, you want to make sure that you use the complete exemption available to both spouses. And when you leave everything to your spouse— there's one thing that has to be done, which has not always been the law, but it allows you to actually file an estate tax return, keeping things simple, but file the return at the first death to, to retain that unused exemption for estate tax. Now, obviously, there are a lot of folks where simple doesn't work as well, particularly if there's a second or third marriage with children involved where you want to protect your children's inheritance. That generally requires an irrevocable trust at the first death to protect the inheritance of those children. And you can do good estate tax planning with those irrevocable trusts as well, which is a good thing. There are other families that they realize that after a death that there are an awful lot of folks who will remarry. That's not uh, an uncommon thing. And an irrevocable trust uh, can protect, again, your children from your spouse remarrying someone with other children and things like that. So now, when you use an irrevocable trust, that's less simple, uh, but it can also result in excellent tax planning. Um, so there are ways for some families to do simple uh, and keep and retain tax planning. But the fact is, is if you do nothing, which an awful lot of people do, you know, it's like, here it is, sweetheart. Here's everything. I trust you to do things like we've talked about. Uh, very common type plan. Uh, and if an estate tax return is not filed at the first death, which is more common than not, then you can't go back later and grab that unused exemption from the first spouse who died. Uh, and if that, you know, truthfully, this was Congress's intention when they changed the laws. So they're going to capture an awful lot of folks who don't get the uh, advice and don't get the returns filed when they need to have those returns filed. And so the fact is, is that uh, these are kinds of things that are extremely important for families to do. 
Uh, now, we can also, uh, I know we need to take another break, but uh, there are a few planning concepts that I'll just throw out very briefly for, for these families that they really need to take uh, into consideration when they have an estate uh, and a net worth uh, in, you know, anywhere approaching these categories uh, in order to accomplish their own goals. Yeah, that's, that's important. We will get into that. Don't forget, head on over to WGALaw.com if you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill or if you want to find more information about Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, September 14th. Bill does these the second Wednesday of every month. So be sure to sign up if you're interested in attending. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait until the October sessions. So go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page if you want to learn more about Medicaid and VA benefits and long-term care assistance that may be available to you. Or if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, Bill has webinars dedicated to both of those subjects. The long-term care session is in the morning. The asset protection and trust planning session is in the afternoon. Again, both are free to attend. It's free to register, and they're just highly educational, and they help you understand some very complex topics and as you know, Bill has a wonderful gift for making some pretty complex ideas easy enough for all of us to understand. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page or call the office 919-256-7000. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about Bill at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're talking about some major exemptions that are set to change in the coming years for those of us who are high wealth families. Well, and so what are some of the options for families that are in these categories? And of course, these options also can affect other families as well that, uh, that are in the more modest range, if you will. But let's say, for instance, uh, that you say, no, wait a minute, I, I think I've got it covered. I purchased a million dollar or two million dollar life insurance policy for these purposes and I still have that policy. Well, this is an area where advisors have let their guard down because quite frankly, uh, if you have a large life insurance policy and you have a, a, a potentially taxable estate, that life insurance policy needs to be in what we call an islet, an irrevocable life insurance trust which basically takes the policy out of our taxable estate. Because, uh, you know, generally speaking, insurance agents, they, they will let you know that the death benefit for your policy is, is not taxed for income tax purposes. But what they don't tell you, unfortunately, is that the value of the policy 
is included in your estate. So, for instance, let's say you have a $6 million estate and you have a $1 million life insurance policy on top of that. Well, guess what? For estate tax purposes, you have a $7 million estate. And what that means is 55% of that million-dollar policy is going to be used to pay taxes. On the other hand, if that policy were in a irrevocable life insurance trust, then you would not have a taxable estate. So very important concept. And because the exemptions have been so high, a lot of insurance agents have not recommended using a a trust to hold the ownership of those policies uh, for the last number of years. Well, like I said, for those folks who don't have that trust in place, or if they haven't administered those trusts properly, and I find that happening all the time as well, very important concept to get those those uh, policies outside of your estate. But, you know, obviously there are a few other things that you can do uh, for a married uh, a couple. You can create an irrevocable trust for your spouse in North Carolina using these high exemptions today, the, the $12 million exemption. So you can go ahead. It's, it's actually using your gift tax exemption to offset your later estate tax. And so a lot of families are utilizing those exemptions now, creating an irrevocable trust, making the transfer for the benefit of their spouse and children to get that out of your estate single folks that have the same option. Let's say that you're single and you have a $10 million estate and you you were divorced or, you know, you lost your spouse years ago or whatever. You got the same thing. You might want to, while you, the exemption is so high prior to 2026, use that exemption to create an irrevocable trust uh, so that your children will not have a, a multi-million dollar tax liability at your death. Um, so n- now, obviously, once you get past those kinds of techniques and using trusts for your benefit, then you're looking at lifetime gifting, uh, you know, which a lot of folks use on a lower scale. Uh, there's charitable planning, charitable remainder trust, charitable lead trust, uh, death uh, uh, planning uh, with trust, those kinds of things. So uh, there are lots of different techniques, but I'm just sending the alarm bell up because the fact is that those families that have uh, seen significant appreciation in their estates, they're very fortunate. Uh, then uh, they really need to do some planning to protect their children. You know, estate planning has a lot to do with making sure we take care of ourselves and with our spouse. But the fact is, is that most of our estate planning has more to do with uh, helping our children (laughs) and our grandchildren than than it does with even with ourselves. Uh, so this, these are very, very important issues that people need to keep in mind. They do, and there's a lot of planning involved in making sure that you're getting ahead in the ball game because otherwise, you know, you 
may intend to do all this planning for your children and your grandchildren, but Uncle Sam may be the biggest recipient of all if your plans are not laid out in the best order. If you want to get a hold of Bill, schedule an appointment to speak with him, you can go to WGALaw.com to do that. You can also call the office. The phone number is 919-256-7000, 7,000. You can either call or go online to find information about Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, September 14th. Bill does these the second Wednesday of every month, and they focus on the subjects of long-term care assistance, Medicaid and VA benefits and assistance, financial assistance that may be available to middle-class families dealing with the tremendous burden of the costs of long-term care. Or if you want to learn about asset protection and trust planning. Bill has a webinar dedicated to those subjects as well. Both are free to attend. It's free to register. There's no cost to you. And if you attend, you also are eligible for a free consultation with Bill. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button, and register for Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, September 14th. Taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be back after this. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. You can learn more about Bill by going online to WGALaw.com, WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website. That's where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, September 14th. That's also where you can go if you want to learn more about W.G. Alexander and Associates, the whole team there and the services that they provide, WGALaw.com. Com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, last week we spent some time talking about insurance, particularly uh, home insurance policies and auto policies. But uh, I know we want to focus on uh, different areas of insurance. Well, today. the fact is, is that uh, whether we're talking about our home or our vehicles or our businesses, uh, insurance is confusing. You know, it really is. And, and in fact, uh, it's really nice if we have a good, experienced insurance agent. Uh, my, um, uh, uh, now, I, I'm not that person. <laughs> I want to make that clear. But the fact is, is that when you talk about asset protection, uh, it, it is very important to understand that asset protection begins, uh, and you cannot have asset protection without really good liability insurance protection. Uh, That is the cornerstone of any asset protection plan. And the fact is, is that you can have all of the right legal documents and, and irrevocable trusts and, every, and uh, limited liability companies and the, and the like. But if you don't have adequate liability insurance, you're in trouble. And so the, the fact is, is that uh, that's your cornerstone. You have to start with it. And unfortunately, it is confusing. It, now... 
uh, general rule, as I have said, uh, when it comes to homeowners insurance and vehicle insurance, uh, you really want to get uh, a good policy. And with vehicles, I think you uh, minimally, uh, for those of us who are doing pretty well and can afford it, you should have uh, at least a $500,000, $500, uh, liability package with umbrella protection of $2 million. But, you know, the fact is when we talk about insurance, uh, it becomes so much more complicated than that. Um, okay, because there's more to insurance than just liability. Liability is when... You've messed up. You've made a mistake. Uh, you have you're you've been negligent, and somebody else is injured, or you've damaged property, and somebody else has the ability to sue you uh, uh, for what you've done to cause injury uh, or damage to them. That's liability, okay? But you know, when it comes to asset protection, it also has to do with well. How how do I get my car repaired? How do I get uh, the house uh, taken care of uh, or the contents or the like? And that's called property and casualty insurance. And so when you when you purchase homeowners insurance, the the fact is is that the most people their greatest concern is what if our home burns down or if it's destroyed by flood or or tornado wind and hail you know hurricanes or whatever, and so uh, the that type of insurance is not liability that is property and casualty. So uh, clearly you've got to have uh, the all of your insurance taken care of. And most of us feel like, yeah, it's a ripoff. So the question is, how do we protect what we have uh, adequately without overpaying for it? Uh, and, and so in essence, we don't want to buy more insurance than what we need, but we sure as heck want to have adequate insurance uh, to uh, protect us. And, of course, uh, there are some folks who, who wisely choose they, to, to self-insure themselves, but those folks are extremely wealthy, and, and uh, they uh, have it figured out if yourself. The rest of us, uh, we have to have insurance, or, for instance, if we're buying a home, uh, we, have, uh, we have to borrow money, and the lenders require us to be totally insured for everything because they want to make sure they get paid back if, if something bad happens to our vehicle or, or to our home or other property. So uh, what I'm getting at is is that there's uh, homeowner's insurance. There's obviously insurance that's required on our vehicles. There's potentially renter's insurance if, you know, to protect our possessions if we don't own a home. You know, obviously, our homeowner's insurance also provides coverage for our possessions. But again, we got to know what we have, you know, and most people don't uh, keep records of all of our stuff. You know, one of the best ways to actually do that, particularly today with smartphones, is is to to take pictures of all of our rooms and our furniture and our books and 
uh, our stuff so at least we have a reminder of all of the things that we actually have that can be destroyed uh, and, and you know because if you can't prove you got something then how are you going to expect somebody to pay for it you know so there's uh, and, and then uh, you know there's different kinds of, of policies for, for your vehicle you not only have liability but you have collision insurance you have comprehensive insurance you have med pay insurance all incorporated well okay so what's collision insurance that's to basically put your car back together uh if if you're you know you've run into a tree you've run into somebody else in other words somebody else is not going to pay it for it being repaired and you've got to to repair it that's what your collision insurance is for and you've got a deductible so the question is what how much is an appropriate deductible well i mean that's going to vary with every person uh, but from my own perspective, uh, most of us who at least have some money in the bank, um, you know, our safety bucket, if you will, an, an appropriate deductible is probably $1,000. Uh, you know, that basically means if, if we screw up and we have to have a big repair, we're going to pay the first 1000 and the insurance company is going to pay the, the rest. Now, but when you get to the comprehensive, that's not for the same thing. That's for like when uh, your windshield uh, is cracked by a stone that pops up and things like that. Well, you know, windshields can be three, four hundred, or it can be two or three thousand, depending on what kind of car you have. Uh, and from my own perspective, uh, the deductible there the appropriate amounts probably a hundred dollars because uh, you know the if you have your deductible too high then what happens is when you have a loss the you end up paying for the entire loss and the insurance companies might throw in a hundred bucks and that doesn't do you much good and so you have to you have to understand how the deductible relates to the potential loss because most of us when we have a loss it's not a complete loss it's not you know it might be a loss of a few thousand dollars uh, but it's not one where the car or the home or whatever is totaled Um, so you have to think in terms of a partial loss as well as a total loss when you're when you're looking uh, at deductibles uh, when it comes to vehicles, the, the one area that is almost always um, not uh, adequate, in my own opinion, insurance agents seem to either not understand it or they ignore it. And it's uh, is med pay or medical payments. That, in my opinion, should always be maxed out. And it, I may be wrong, but I believe the maximum is $50,000. And that basically means if there's a medical expense that's related to anything that's occurred in your car, the med pay will pay those. And it doesn't matter whether your health insurance has paid it or whether somebody else who's liable to you has paid it again. Your med pay is an automatic payment. It's a no-fault kind of thing. It's like it's there. 
And, you know, medical expenses are so high, $50,000 is not much. It's very inexpensive insurance that uh, is extremely helpful to folks at very low cost. And to me, that's, uh, that's an area of our vehicle insurance policies that a lot of insurance agents don't adequately take care of us on. So that's something that we all should look at to make sure that we have uh, maximum med pay in, in our policies. But, of course, the other thing uh, that we have to look at and know about are our exclusions. So you you got to have one of two things happening. Either you have to have a really good insurance agent that explains that all of this stuff to you. That's best case. Or worst case, you got to read the policies. <laughs> People don't like to read the fine print, but the fact is, is that when it when it comes to insurance, we need to know when we're covered and when we're not covered. And the only way to do that is to know what the exclusions are uh, in these policies. Uh, and it, it's um, you know most of us, quite frankly, don't. Um, don't know these kinds of things. So the only way to get informed truthfully is to do some research. Uh, and I know my engineers out there are going to do that research, but the rest of us, unfortunately, generally don't. We just assume we're covered. That's a bad assumption to make. We, we really need uh, good insurance agents that are going to make sure we understand what we have, what we don't have making sure that our deductibles are proper. And of course, the other thing that's going on right now is that the, the cost of construction has gone up significantly uh, in the last couple years. So you need to make sure that uh, the uh, values that are used by your policies are adequate. Uh, and a lot of policies uh, are your ins your insurance is way too low for what you actually own at this point. Now, I'm not talking about the value of land. They're not covering that. But when you talk about a home, uh, you know, being able to replace your home after a catastrophic flood or or fire, um, you got to have adequate insurance to do that. And many, many policies are not adequately insured today. So you need to look at those policies again, if you haven't looked at it in a couple years, to make sure that those numbers are right. That's great advice for our planning. And this is uh, an example of how Bill's on top of it. He's on top of the game. And if you want to have similar information and nuggets of wisdom passed on to you, you should attend Bill's free webinars. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page if you want to learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, or if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, sign up to attend Bill's free webinars. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page. There's no cost associated with any of this. They're in the form of webinars, so you get to attend from the comfort of your own home. Just click on the seminars button at WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. Taking a quick break, but we'll be back after this. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back.
listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, Bill's got his webinars happening on Wednesday, September 14th. Be sure to register and attend if you're interested in learning more from Bill about the subjects of long-term care assistance or asset protection and trust planning. Don't put it off. I know he does these the second Wednesday of every month, but you'll really enjoy it. These are a wonderful free educational opportunity for you. Again, go to WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. That's 919-256-7000. We're out of time for today, but we hope you will join us again next time. Thank you so much for listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.